This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Blues Focus channel. In today's video we are going to be previewing the game against Millwall that is coming up on Saturday at St Andrews. A return for the likes of Gary Rowett and some former players as well from the Millwall side. Before you listen to this video though, head over to our channel and check out the video that we did yesterday with Paul Robinson. Talking a bit more about the Millwall team and the Blues team as it currently is now. But in this video, as I said, we're going to be looking forward to the game that's coming up on Saturday against a Gary Rowett Millwall team that is going to be a tough test. They've got two wins and two losses to start the season, three close games, and then they had a poor performance away at a Norwich team that have been on fire so far this season. They've got new inclusions to their team, such as Kevin Nisbet up front, who Blues were looking at a couple of years ago, and also Joe Bryan in the left-back position, who, again, Blues were looking at a few years ago. Some ex-Blues players in their team as well, the likes of Matthias Sarkic, who Blues were linked with this season, and Wes Harding, going back with his former manager, Gary Rowett. Now they're going to set up to be quite resolute and try and hit Blues on the counter-attack, a bit like how I thought Plymouth were going to play in our last game. They set up with a 4-2-3-1, very similar to Blues. So I think it's going to be more of them countering whatever we do. And as, as I said, trying to hit us on the break. Now, going into the match, obviously, Blues have still got the injuries to Ethan Laird and Sariki Dembele. Haven't heard anything yet from John Eustace about how they were, but neither of them were involved in the cup match on Tuesday. So not sure if they're going to be making an appearance. If not, then I'm expecting it to be exactly the same team against Plymouth. As always, you don't win a changing side. And although certain players didn't have their best game against Plymouth, I think this will be a chance to turn that around. Uh, the only potential change I could see would be Stansfield coming into the team. Obviously, he had that wonder strike to win the game against Plymouth. And he had a really good game against Cardiff, I thought, as well. So maybe he could come in, maybe for someone like Anderson 
or even come in for Jordan James if we want to go really attacking in that midfield. Um, but for the rest of this video, let's hear from two Millwall fans and get their predictions on the upcoming game. Uh, welcome back to the video, everyone. Uh, we are joined by Ben and Dan, who are two Millwall fans. Uh, ben, how are you doing? Yeah, all good. Thanks, Josh. Looking forward to having a chat to you today. Super. Dan, how are you? Yeah, I'm all good, mate. You all right? Yeah, good. Thank you. So, obviously, going into Saturday's game, uh, Millwall have had a up and down kind of start to the season. Two wins, two losses. Um, ben, what are your thoughts of your start to the season so far? Yeah, I think personally, um, when we did our prediction video, Josh, I, I said I thought we'd finish sort of mid-tableish this year. And I, I just think the start of the season is probably going to reflect how I feel the rest of the season is going to go. We we won, obviously, first game of the season against Borough. I think it was a bit of a surprise to most people. I certainly don't think that anyone would have seen us getting three points up there first game of the season. Um then a, a pretty sombering couple of defeats, really. I think the Bristol City game wasn't a great performance by any um, stretch. And obviously, we got beat 1-0 and then um, got outclassed, outfought, outbattled. Um, and obviously, there was everything that happened at Norwich. Um, and then we got, a, I'd say, a decent result against Stoke and one that we needed. So, yeah, fairly indifferent. But I just think that's going to be the theme for our season, to be honest, Josh. Yeah. All right. Fantastic. Uh, Dan, your thoughts? Yeah, well, as Ben picked up on there, a great win. Um, he, he failed to mention our 4-0 hammering of uh, Reading's under-21 team in the Carabao Cup, which was... That's because I just don't like mentioning that, Dan. I'm, I'm <laughs> it, it, has, it has to be mentioned, unfortunately, because yeah. it was, worryingly for us, um, a pretty strong team, pretty much against Reading's under-21 team. And we've, we got taught a lesson by them. Um, and then Bristol City, disappointing for a number of reasons, given the on-the-day circumstances for us that day as well. And then that Norwich game was just kind of the tip of the iceberg. Um, and then obviously beating Stoke, which was a good result, maybe slightly undeserved, but you make your own luck throughout the season. So I'll take it. Yeah, I'd say um, knowing obviously Gary Rowett as your manager, Blues fans know him very well. Obviously, it's been a couple of seasons since he was down at St Andrews, but has his, what is his kind of play style at Millwall? Um, it's it splits opinions, if, if we're being completely honest. This mm -hmm. Pretty negative on the half, we're being honest. Um, you know, large parts of last season, but we looked quite strong defensively um, and in particular carried through games by the goals of Tom Bradshaw and Zian Fleming. Um, this season, however, looks like it might be a slightly different tale. We don't look great defensively so far. Um, we look like we're going to be scoring a few more goals this season. So in the last few years where I've kind of been expecting nil-nils and one-ones. I'm coming to this season maybe expecting a few more two-twos, to be completely honest. Yeah. So, are you expecting a lot of goals at the weekend then? To be honest, I think I am, yeah, because um, I've been very impressed with Birmingham's start to the season. I think they've had one of, if not the best transfer window um, in the Championship. And, you know, we if um, Rowett sticks with the similar kind of team that he put out against Stoke, there's no reason why we can't score a couple of goals as well. Yeah, super. I mean, Dan's just touched on it there about the Blues' transfer business so far this season. Ben, what do you think about your transfer business that you've done in the season so far? Yeah, I think um, I think each year that Rowett's been here, that's one thing I, I will say now, is we, we look at the players that we tend to bring in now, Josh, that they're sort of 
proven championship quality or, or, or players with um, good pedigrees. Um, and I say that in the likes of Fleming, obviously he was an Ajax youth player. Casper uh, Denor, who we got in from, from Belgium this year, played in the Champions League. So the pedigree and player that we're starting to attract and being able to get in is certainly improving. Joe Bryan coming this year, obviously, again, very solid championship player, obviously played in the Premier League with Fulham. Um we, we got in Kevin Nisbet as well pretty early on in the window. We targeted him in January. I think if we'd have had Nisbet last year and we got him in January, I do think we might have made that top six. Um, so, yeah, on, on the whole, I think a pretty good transfer window in terms of the actual, if you single out the personnel that we've got in, I think the issue that we're, we're starting to see is that we, we every window we seem to have quite a high turnover, whether that be just the number of loan players that we have in or we let a few players go. Um, the squad's looking a little bit light in certain positions and um, we do, well, we're hoping for some business t- today and I think it is more hope than expectation. But yeah, I'd say on the whole, it's, it's a pretty decent window that we, we've had in terms of have we improved players from last year in certain positions and I'd say yes. Yeah, fantastic. I mean, again, Ben just touched on it there, Dan, but uh, you expect are you expecting any new faces coming in the door in the next couple of days? Um, I'm certainly, Rowett's always kind of said he wants to add another attacking player to the squad. So I'm hoping um, that's in the pipeline. I'd also like to see us try and sign a centre-back because I think we're not only a little bit light in natural centre-halves, but also a little bit light in the quality of our centre-halves as well, particularly given a few are injury-prone. So I'd like to see us bring a centre-half in, but I think he will prioritise getting his forward player in. So hopefully we get two, but I'm I'm just expecting one. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. I mean, we've kind of talked about uh, a certain player before that Blues are linked with at the moment, Ollie Burke, that you'll know a lot about. Uh, ben, what are your thoughts on Ollie Burke and a potential move to the Blues? Yeah, I think like Gary Rowett, really, Josh, I think he splits opinion with the fan base. Um, he hadn't done a great deal with us in the two spells that we, we had him on loan. Um, that being said, he, he did flourish, I would say, towards the back end of last year when, as a whole, we were struggling just to get some results. There was a couple of performances that stick out that he did quite well. Um, But generally, I would say if we'd signed him again this window, I'd be pretty underwhelmed just over what he'd done. I think he's he's a forward player, so you've got to naturally look at his output, how many goals and assists has he made for the club. Um, and they're pretty low. I, I can't imagine he's in in five for probably combined goals and assists over his two spells. So, um, yeah, I think look, he, he's, again, probably a player of good pedigree. He's made had some big moves in his time. Um, you might get more out of him than, than we managed to over two loan spells. But, um, yeah, good luck with that one. Yeah. Dan, your thoughts? Yeah, I think all you have to do is kind of look at... Um... Burt's kind of record and the number of clubs, especially given the fact he moved for quite big transfer fees in his career. I think it was to Leipzig and then to Sheffield United. He accumulated some quite big transfer fees. But as Ben said there, he's a player that massively splits the fan base. You've got some of our fans on Twitter saying, if he's available, I'd get him back in. And then you've kind of got half our fans saying, no, we don't need him. And I kind of sit in the middle of that, to be honest. I think to sum him up perfectly, he's probably a speedboat and no driver. Um, (laughs) He just needs to... As Ben said, you know, I think there's clearly a player in there somewhere and we've seen glimpses of it, but we haven't seen it consistently enough. So if you can get that consistency out of him, I think there is a very good player in there. But it's about getting that consistency out of him. I think he's probably a little bit more interesting stuff that maybe goes on 
off the pitch as well, such as kind of his personal life and family. And he's now in a, a relationship with um, former Towie uh, star, Megan McKenna. I don't know much about Towie, some corner of yeah. star, she might not be. He's with Megan McKenna now. Um, and, you know, they seem to be on holiday every week. So that maybe tells you a little bit where his head's at rather than on the football pitch. Yeah. Okay then, but I'd say look forward. He's one that we've been linked with, and it was kind of an eye raiser because obviously I'd, I'd seen him at Millwall and not really um, picking up trees, so it was a bit of a. Ooh, so we'll see what happens with that. Um, but moving on, we've uh, talked about that uh, yesterday. We did a podcast with Paul Robinson, who obviously is at Millwall now. Um, what have you seen from him since he's come in? Obviously. He's a coach. He's worked under Gary Rowett. So what kind of qualities have you seen him bring into this squad? I think he's helped made. The, the problem is with our coaching staff, they're all very defensive minded, which is probably mm. where we've been so good defensively over the last few years. Um, so among with him and other coaches, he's certainly helped up strengthen the defence and probably put a bit more belief into the players to try and, you know, we'd always kind of been a bit more of a yo-yo club between League One and the Championship, we're now very much a established kind of upper mid-table Championship team. Um, so I think he takes credit for that and helping make our defence very strong along the way. Yeah, super. Uh, ben, I was saying um, before that in that uh, podcast, we asked him what his thoughts on the season were. And he said that he wanted to get Millwall promoted. What are your thoughts on that comment? I mean, look, I, I admire his... Uh... His, his expectations and, um, yeah, his dreams of getting us there. I think, look, Rowett's been quite clear with that as well over the last couple of years that when we've been in and around the playoffs, that's that's been the goal is to, to get us to the Premier League. I think the reality of that is that we're going to be a little bit short again. Last year, as, as I said, we just fell short, obviously, the, the final of finalist hurdles, if you like, um, obviously being 3-1 up at half-time um, to get into the playoffs. But I think... This year, the league's very strong. The three teams that have come down from the Premier League, I would say, are better than the three that came down last year and the three that have come up, um, I would say, are really strong as well. So I think the league as a whole has just improved. It's going to be tough for us to get near, I would say, even the playoff places, in my opinion. But look, you've got to, you've got to admire their, their want to get there. Um, and I think if he said anything different, we'd all be going, well, what's the point, really? So yeah, look, I admire it. Um, Rowett's obviously... As I say, he's been quite vocal in saying that that's that's the goal for the squad. Players always come out and say it as well. So, yeah, the dreams there, whether it's a reality or not, is is probably something different. Yeah, super. I say I think there's a lot of teams this season that are kind of in that middle pack that want to be able to push, but they don't quite want to say that that's what they want to do. But if you've got your manager and your coaching staff saying that, then that's always a good thing. Um, obviously, moving on to Gary Rowett, Blues know a lot about Gary Rowett. Obviously, he was a brilliant manager when he was with us. And when he got sacked, it was a very uh, decision that the fans didn't really agree with. And since then, it's we've kind of been playing catch up, really trying to get back to that position. So when he first joined Millwall, Dan, what was the kind of feeling around the club with him coming in? And has that changed as the seasons have gone on? Yeah, I think when we came in, I think it kind of felt like a little bit of a coup, to be honest, because we'd had Neil Harris in the season before we'd finished 21st. And if you ignore Rowett's pretty disastrous six-month spell at Stoke, on the whole, he's had a pretty good record up and down Championship League 1, League 2 with Derby and obviously Blues and uh, Burton as well. So I think we was quite happy to get him in and we started off really strong. 
Um, and obviously there was last season where we should have made the playoffs, but I do believe in the COVID affected season when he came in, if um, COVID hadn't came around, I think we probably would have made the playoffs that season as well. Um, so, you know, when he came in, I think he had the full support as it's as his time's kind of gone on a little bit now. I think he's become a bit more. I think he's worn down the fan base a little bit, and we've probably worn worn him down quite a bit as well. Um, it's just the the style of football. You know, I spoke about it on a recent pod that we did. Um, style of football, like it doesn't. It struggles to get the crowd involved in games. You know, Millwall's well known for being a tough place to go to, but it kind of feels like we've lost that fear factor a little bit because. Rowett's football struggles to bring the crowd into it, but he has improved us away from home. So, you know, it's, it's kind of swings and roundabouts a little bit. Yeah, I know that was one thing when he was at the Blues, that home record wasn't amazing, but away record was so much better. Ben, what do you think? What are your thoughts on Gary Rowett? Yes, yeah, similar really to be honest. I mean, when he came in, I was really, really happy with the, with the appointment. As Dan said, kind of everywhere he'd been, he'd got clubs in and around that playoff spots um certainly uh, um a proven manager in the league as i said in terms of personnel that we've got in i would say now we're a proper championship side i think neil harris was doing a great job of the league one side in the championship um so i say i think we are a proper championship team now the players that we've got it it's a difficult one as as dan said it, it really does split the fan base i think when we win, there is an element of maybe papering over some of the crack the cracks because it is normally a, a one nil win or a two one with sort of nick a result. Um, and then you see the results like we've we've had this year against Reading and Norwich where we've been annihilated really. So um, it was a massive result for him against Stoke. Don't get me wrong because obviously there was a lot of um, a lot of noise after the Norwich game. Um, and I think if he'd have got beat again against one of his former clubs, I think he mm. really would have been in trouble at home. Um, but look, I, I, I like him. I think he's certainly, he's built up enough credit in the bank to, to get, get through this, I say, tough period. It's not really been a tough period. We've lost three games out of five. So it's not like we, we've lost five out of five. I think it is just that style of play thing. Again, as Dan said, with the way he plays, we do really struggle to get the crowd involved and, with us not having strong home form, that's where we could lose out on being higher up in the league this year. Um, it was poor towards the back end of last year. It really does need to improve this year if we're going to make, as I say, any sort of playoff push. But yeah, I like Rowett. Yeah, as I, as I said before, that when he was at Blues, he was really, really liked. And I think he's that type of manager that since he's left Blues, every time he comes back to St Andrews, he seems to know how we play. And he always seems to do well. So moving on to Saturday, uh, Dan, how do you think the game is going to go? And what kind of players do we as Blues fans need to be watching out for? I'm quite concerned. As I said, I think Birmingham have had a fantastic transfer window. They've had a very good start as well. Um, and I really I really rate John Eustace. I think, you know, with, with the takeover and... I put Birmingham quite high up in my pre-season prediction. And one of the main reasons as well was the feel-good factor around the club. Even just looking in as an outsider with the takeover, there seems to just be a breath of fresh air about the club. And I put you seventh. Do I necessarily think you've got the seventh best squad in the league? No. Do I necessarily think you've got the seventh best manager in the league? No. But what you've got is is a feel-good factor around the club. And that, that can take a team far. So I'm expecting a very difficult game. Um, and I'd probably take a point um, from St Andrews on Saturday, if I'm being completely honest. The middle players you'll need to watch out for, um, Kevin Nisbet, who got his first goal, got that monkey off his back against Stoke at the weekend. Um, if he's on his games, Ian Fleming, he's been a bit hit and miss so far this season, but looked a little bit 
more to, back to his old self um, against Stoke last weekend. And then the Tunksters come off the bench, main essay, and Ida Maku. They can change the game within a blink. They came off the bench against Middlesbrough and we had a Maku set up essay for the winning goal. So if the game's looking tight, we might want to swing it in our favour. Them two coming off the bench could be hugely influential. Superb. Ben, what are your thoughts going into the game? Yeah, I think pretty well, news gone by. I was having a look earlier. We've actually got a fairly decent record against you guys. Um, obviously, I know we lost last year in an important game, but prior to that, I think it had been quite a few years since you'd beaten us. I think, yeah, similar to Dan, I think the feel good factor can, can take teams a, a long way. I'm, I'm disappointed it's 12 30 kickoff first and foremost, which uh, yeah. uh, would have been nice to, to have a sold out away end again, um, but I'm disappointed with that. But <sighs> From a Mill perspective, I'm expecting us to get beat. I'll be totally honest. And I'm like, Dan, I, I would 100% take a point now if you offered it to me. Um, yeah. I imagine us try and keep it tight for as long as possible. We'll try and nick a 1-0 win. Um, in terms of players to look out for, Dan's named half to start in 11 there, so I can't really say too many other players. But certainly the young lads, SA and Amaku, um, yeah, they, they've been the shining lights, really, of the, the tough start that we've had so far this year. Um if it is tight again, as Dan said, we'll look to bring those guys on, get them on the ball. Maku's big, strong, quick lad. And SA's got some some nice technical ability. So, yeah, I'd, I'd look to those two to be the, the two to watch out for. But as I say, I'd um, certainly take a point if you offered it to me now. <laughs> Fantastic. OK, um, just before you go, uh, Ben, can I get a score prediction from you? 1-0. Oh, I'll take that. Dan? I want to get a point, so I'll say I'll say two two. Ah, oh, fair enough. As you say, lots of goals then. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Goals. Super fantastic. But thanks and if Ollie Burke has signed, I expect him to be on the score sheet as well. <laughs> well, I say Jan, uh, Jay Stansfield got on the score sheet last week and with with his debut. So hopefully, if we do get Ollie Burke, then that happens. But um, brilliant. Before we go, do you want to shout out your socials? Start with you, Dan. Yeah, with that Millwall pod, uh, you can find us on all the usual places. Uh, check us out on your um, podcast provider. And I think we'll be having our own kind of version of this kind of show going up in the next few days if it's not up already. All right. Well, look forward to a good game on Saturday. Take care, guys. Cheers, Josh, mate. See you later. See ya. Sports Social Podcast Network. There's always something new and exciting happening in Montgomery County, Maryland. Join podcaster and business leader Kelly Leonard and me, Bob Levy, on another episode of Something to Talk About, where we speak with industry leaders making an impact in our county. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.
This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.